Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales. I am here with Pam Polenko, who paints largely aquatic, marine-based works based on ecosystems and preservation and the whole idea of hope behind them. She's about three and a half years into this art thing, and she's going through the stages and everything's feeling like it's taking a long time. Can anyone relate? Right now, she's looking for places to find her ideal art buyer, joining some groups and starting a YouTube to start branding herself. So that's kind of where we are at today. Welcome, Pam. Thanks, Jessica. Nice to have you here. We were starting to talk about this before I jumped into the record mode, but you had said two things specifically that you're working on right now, which is joining groups that have your ideal art buyers in them, one specifically, and also starting to do more videos for YouTube to help with kind of getting your message across. Can we talk about one or both of those? Tell me a little bit more about it. Well, it seems that I've learned (laughs) partially also from you, thank you, is that your work has more value. You know, I'll be able to reach the value of my work if it's put in front of the people that are actually interested in it which yeah. is people that are interested in conservation. Yeah. So I'm following piece of your advice. Thank you. Also, I joined a conservation group, Toronto Nature Stewards. So a local group that meet weekly and we remove invasive species. Very for the, cool. For the conservation authority, essentially. Thank you and, for doing that. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's, it's really great. Very happy. And I started videotaping our little get-togethers they're ending soon for the fall but i'll be taking a training through the winter which will put me as a hopefully i as a lead steward with my own little piece of land on the don river for next spring and that will help me with my own team and everything and so i'll be right there in the thick of it with the other people that are like-minded conservation people so like i said videotaping i've got somebody to help me edit videos who's doing a beautiful job So now I have to manage my time very well. So I just have to really schedule myself between those weekly outings, physical outings, and, you know, staying physically fit to be able to do that stuff and not get hurt and putting aside time for painting and everything to just continue because I also have to be creating my body of work. And I've endlessly, endlessly inspired by, by things like there's just no end to inspiration from nature. What I really love about this is a couple things. One, you found a way to bring in some of your major interests and your art so that they come together and almost are starting to create like your own little niche. It's also really great for your mental health. It also provides inspiration for your work. It keeps you fit, which, you know, is a big part of staying healthy and your mental health, which makes you 
more able to create and put yourself out there and build your confidence. And there's like all these moving parts and pieces that all work together beneficially. So I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you had stuff to do with it. So thank you. We've had a lot of conversations over the years, and I'm vaguely remembering this one conversation where I was like, what is your art about? How can we find those people? And it sounds like you really took it to heart and went that direction. So kudos to you. So where do you feel like your next step is? What's the thing that maybe you don't know, but maybe that I could help you with today that would make some of these things that you're doing, if you gain some traction with them or make it more doable or do you know what it is that you need normally i don't ask that my next steps are you think Mm -hmm. where might you get stuck on this path that you've set yourself on sometimes it's i still struggle with decision making between what my tasks should be because like the number of tasks are getting bigger like as we move into winter i won't have to be worried about going to the the weekly plant removal with that group like the toronto nature store they won't be doing that for the winter Okay, I guess it'd be kind of like, do I work on my social media, which is something that I'm that really needs attention for me? Am I going to figure out what videos I'm going to make next? Am I going to like write scripts for my videos? Because that's like finding is something that is important to do. Also, sort of having an outliner script and creating my body of work, continuing with creating the body of work. Okay, so what I see here is two things. I see content and I see art. And the third thing that I think is super important, which you are currently doing this, but, well, let's just back up, is relationships. Like, how are we building relationships, getting in front of more people? And to be fair, content Mm. can't do some of that. It's just a longer game than actual tactile relationship with a person. So you have joined a group with a lot of like-minded people. And so you are interacting with them for now. Mm -hmm. Over the winter, though, those scheduled meeting times end. Yes. So you said content and art, but how are we going to continue to get your art in front of people sans content? How are we going to continue to build on those relationships we've started? Maybe find some new ones. Tell people about our art and what we do and why we do it. Do we have any thoughts there? Well, there's various, I guess, local artist groups that I could, that I haven't touched on. Uh So there's that. One of them, like the main one, is something that seems to really focus on uh, creating shows indoor or, or outdoor in the summer. Yeah. Like that doesn't, I'm not like want to get in touch with those people and connect with them, but I haven't. You do want to, desire. but you haven't. Is that what you said? I haven't had the desire to go make haven't myself present in an outdoor show. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, Is it a sure fear why. thing? Just, I've seen the artists standing in their booth with their gorgeous artwork. And people just, like, then one of those people just, like, walking by and those people, like, I 
I empathize with them and I feel bad that I'm just going to saunter through and, you know, not necessarily be able to engage with them at that moment in time. But I feel the vibe of maybe some people feel dejected and there's not necessarily a positive relation with that experience for me. So maybe I'm afraid of being one of those people sitting at the show and being lonely and dejected. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard that reason before. That's okay. Maybe just nobody's ever said it to me. Or I don't want to be the lonely, dejected person that no one is stopping in at my booth and engaging with me. Is that the biggest reason there? I guess it is surrounded with fear. Mm -hmm. So fear of not selling anything. Right. And it being like a weekend long show or something, you know. Okay. So what if we take it back a couple of notches and we say, how could I put my work in a group show where there's an opening night and it's a couple of pieces and I can be there and I can talk to people, but it's not this huge thing, this huge step, this huge commitment that I just have to jump feet first into. Much more manageable. But then this is what I do all the time. Yep, I know. It's okay. For the horse, I don't even have enough work to go into a show right now. That's why I said group shows. Oh, okay. So group shows, normally you submit one or three pieces where it's not a, I have to have an entire, beautiful, cohesive, perfectly curated body of work. It's, I can have Mm -hmm. one piece hanging on the wall next to all these other people. So open myself up to these things. Right. I don't want to say baby steps because it's not a baby step. It's still a big step. But it's a you had said you brought up festivals, which is why I'm talking about them. I'm not saying everyone has to do festivals. But there was also some fear surrounding that. I'm assuming there's still some fear surrounding one piece in a group show, but it's a lower level of what's the word I'm looking for here? Commitment is investment. 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 Yeah. 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 Investment. It's a lower investment, lower energy investment. Mm-hmm. That type of thing is something that you could do possibly over the winter as a way to one, start finding these groups, two, introduce yourself to them, three, start practicing applying when you get in, like start practicing. Yes standing by your work and talking to people and like it's all these little practice steps that you could use in the future to do something bigger yes and when you just said the word applying you just reminded me of what is like a very large next step for me tell me applying for grants for the spring like Mm. so in the spring it comes time to applying for grants for business grants for artists and that's going to be really important to me because as i'm creating this link between the conservation and my art. Yeah. That's a real, real, real thing, right? So if I can get myself a grant, learn, (laughs) cross that bridge and learn how to successfully apply for grants for my business because it relates to conservation, I might have a nice, nice opportunity to be able to. I mean, even before you're selling work, that can be an income source. Yeah, and I'll have help paying for the task that right now I'm just paying out of pocket. My sales levels are developing. Well, yes. It's a very positive way of saying that I'm, yeah, yeah. things are coming. So I'm trying to be 
I'm persevering and I believe in what I'm doing and I believe in the idea behind what I'm doing, the artwork and everything. So, yeah. And I, and I also I, know that there's heart yeah, behind it. Yeah, there is for sure. Yes. Only heart. I mean, you've been at this for three and a half years. And in your words, I'm going through the stages and everything feels like it's taking a long time, but you're still here. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm, what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Like, so I'm just keeping doing it. And I know that one mistake that people do make when striving towards something that takes time is they stop yeah. and give up. And I'm not willing to be that person. But that's going to feel really bad <laughs> to me. It's going to be something I'm, I don't want to have to deal with feeling that way and looking at myself in the mirror. It really does mean a lot to me. And it feels great when, when things click. So my work clicks with somebody and the message gets across and it feels wonderful. It's just fantastic. You brought up thing that I think might be fun because it sounds like you know the things to do. You know, I want to put out videos and make social around this conservation ecosystem system, excuse me, preservation, hope. Like, you know, the topics. It's just about putting it out there. You know, you need to be creating more work that applying for business grants can bring an income in quickly. Maybe not quickly, but like quicker than some other things. And you also know that there are, based on this conversation, some artist group shows that would be beneficial for you to start applying for. Yeah. So those are like your four things, right? If you only did those four things, I say you're winning. So you know what yeah. those are, but some of them are maybe a little bit tricky because of fear-based thoughts. So yeah, one thing that I think might be beneficial for us to do is to talk about motivation. Because when we yeah. find that yeah. real motivation... It's easier to say, well, I could not apply for this grant or I can keep putting this off or I can say, well, I have to do it because X and Mm. Y. So people are motivated by two different things. One is this moving away from something motivation And one is moving towards something motivation. And some people are more motivated by one over the other, but I think it's helpful to have both in mind. So let's define those, shall we? Does that sound good? Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Yes. We're we're going to get vulnerable here. All right. Let's do vulnerable. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with moving toward or moving away from? Toward. Toward. Okay. Let's talk about... Your grand vision, your dream, the thing you want more than anything else. What does that look like? Do you have any idea? Like if you could snap your fingers and be at the end of the movie and we're doing a montage of all the ways that you had to get there, but now you're here, what does that look like? I want to, I'd like to get more people helping with restoration and preservation of habitat uh-huh. and for people to to see that it, it's enjoyable to do that and to join and it's really good for you to get outside and get your hands dirty and 
okay, so here's the thing. It's really easy to feel overloaded with pessimism to do with the state of our environment and environments and even our local environments that we see. But restoration is still a possibility. And I think it brings a, a ray of hope. I know that uh, people on a local basis as, as little teams, as a family, as friends can get together and, and make little differences. And uh, that's why I joined a, like a legit, legitimate group to help do that and to get more people together. And that's why I'm trying to raise awareness about that. We can do this stuff. It's not that hard, you know? Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's paint a picture. You want more involvement, more people, more enjoyment of restoration. We want a ray of hope. Yes. We want to make a difference. And those are all amazing things, but they feel a little ambiguous. Hey there, fellow artists and creative souls. This one's for you. If you're tired of the hustle, the endless marketing strategies that just don't feel like you, and the struggle to find the consistent income from your art, listen up. I want to introduce you to the Consistent Income for Artists program. It's not just another art marketing course. It is your personal roadmap to authentic sales and a more fulfilling creative life. Imagine finally getting paid what your art is worth while still having time to enjoy what you love most. Are you ready to stop playing small and start seeing tremendous growth without losing sight of your art's true essence? It's time to become a better artist, not just in your creations, but in your marketing too. And let me tell you, we've all been there, feeling the self-doubt creeping in, burning out, playing small. But here's the thing. It's not your fault. It is time for an upgrade. One of our artists, Laura, said, I had a lot of self-doubt in my brain trying to talk me out of it, but I did all the things you said, and it totally worked. It's not about passion versus money. It's about both. So join us and discover the secret to selling your art authentically, building confidence, connecting with your dream buyers, and creating a structured yet flexible marketing plan. I'm Jessica Craddock, and I have helped countless artists like you make three times more in their art sales within the first year. My consistent income program focuses on growing as a person just as much as the doing so that you can actually get ahead of the game this time. This program is for you if you're ready to make your big vision a reality, connect with the right people, and build a community that fuels your creativity. It's time to trust yourself. Get out of your comfort zone and leave the world a little bit more beautiful with your art. Don't settle for mediocrity if you can have more. Sign up for Consistent Income today and let's redefine your artistic journey together. You've got this. I've got your back. If you want more information, you can either visit my website or check out the show notes from this podcast to learn more and take the first step towards artistic success. And if you're not quite ready to sign up now, send me an email at jessica at theartistmarket.co with any thoughts or questions you have, and we'll decide if it's right for you together. Talk soon. So I've been watching, catching up on the marvelous Miss Maisel. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so I just finished it, and I can't oh, give spoilers. Okay. Maybe this is a bad example. How do I get a <laughs> without spoiling? At the last couple of episodes, it does flashbacks from where she is in the future 
to the things that she had to do to get to that future. But it's like very specific. It's her in a scene doing these things and she's wearing this and she's doing that. See, no spoilers. (laughs) It's very unspecific. But it's actually like it was written down on paper. This is the scene we are going to do. And so it's a visual. What does that visual look like for you? Do you want me to throw out some possible examples? I have so many ideas, though. (laughs) I know. So maybe it's like I want to start my own nonprofit where the art sales, 50% of them go to this specific river that I really love and I hold events twice a year and it has these kinds of people like that kind of thing like something where I can visualize you being there doing that do you have that yet it's okay if you don't it's kind of a little it's a it's a little ambiguous to use that word again but definitely involves you too okay. and may even involve a future podcast Okay. And restoration, but it also involves speaking to people about the power of art, uh, the power of color and composition and energy and how it relates to these things. So I'm kind of multifaceted with my art interests. So as of trying to portray like a vision of hope to people, so it's not just in based on visuals of environmental stuff that will be put together with color and the power of color and, and light, right? So, right. Uh, I kind of see like a like, TED Talk. And I'm not saying that that's the only thing, but like that is something that as you were talking, I was, that could be a really powerful TED Talk at some point down the road. I once, agree. You know, everything I has agree. molded and formed and... Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to write TED Talk for brevity's sake, but that's where we're going. So that's our motivation. Does that make you feel motivated? Like, I'm going to have a TED Talk about this someday, and people are going to listen, and it's going to change opinions, and it's going to, you know, involve not just restoration and not just hope, but also how art has an influence on all of that. Does that make you feel truly motivated or not? It does, actually. It does? Okay, great. Yeah. So if I said, hey, Pam, I need you to go finish applying for that business grant by the end of the week, and you had a picture of TED Talk in your mind that this is where I'm going, this is not where I'm going today, but this is a step on my way to my TED Talk, would you be able to complete that task? I would be able to start that task. I know it's going to be hard to accomplish that task because I've never, never put together right. an application for a grant. And I understand how it's a little bit complex, but this leads me to, oh, what you were going to say about moving away from. Uh-huh. Well, I said, let's go for it. Moving away go from, that's a way. whole other topic. And I'm all ready for that one because yeah. there's so many things standing in my way. Right. And the the other thing about this is like, I love that we came up with the business grant example because it's yes. obviously involved. There's a lot of layers yeah. to it. You don't know how to do them yet. Yeah. And also there's probably a fear of rejection, a fear of not looking professional, a fear of whatever those fears are. 
So there's fears and there's I don't know how. So this motivation has to be strong enough to say, I don't care that I don't know how. I don't care that I'm not scared. I'm doing it anyway because I want the TED Talk. But flip side, some people are more, like I said earlier, some people are more motivated by moving away from. Some are more motivated by moving away too. Mm -hmm. Some like the combo. So let's do the other side. Okay. What don't you want? What would be... If you never moved forward, if you stay exactly where you are right now, which is not a bad spot, mm -hmm. but let's say this is as far as you possibly get because whatever. Why is that bad? Well, it would be a very shameful waste because I've got a lot of aspirations that are, I think, pretty positive. Mm -hmm. It would be a shameful waste of what's given to me, which I feel is a gift. Like I feel like this energy and this, these interests that I have. And these passions, I feel like they were given to me as a gift from the powers that be, say, you mm -hmm. know, and not everybody has interests in general. And I feel that the fact that I have been given these passions is, is a gift. And to waste a gift, I think is, it's very sad. Very sad. I don't want to do that. What else? What else do you not want? Let's, let's ask a different question. So if we're saying move away from, what are some things we don't have to necessarily talk about right now, but like maybe in the past or that you don't want to go back to that motivate you to move forward? My career that, that I spend a lot of time in. Which was? I don't remember. I was involved in the animation and also the VFX right. industry for like 13 years in one and like almost 10 years in the other, like 2D animation first was visible effects as a, as a texture artist, for, which was fascinating in some ways because they got to create textures on characters, which was also a passion at the time. But eventually I ended up just feeling all the time the inner voice going, this is not what you're supposed to do. You're wasting your time. You're supposed to be doing this other stuff, lady. I don't want to go back to that feeling. Yeah, so it's not necessarily the job because you didn't hate the job. It's just going back to not what you're supposed to do. Just to to keep that concise and not go go delve into that. Just just mm -hmm. go with that. Yes. Okay. What else? The avoidance of what I feel is my mission. I know that sounds like a stupid, like very serious word, but I think I'm here for a reason. And avoiding that, I don't want to keep doing that. So I want to not go back to avoiding, considering what I'm supposed to do. So I feel like all the things you're saying are very similar. It's a shameful waste of aspirations. Not everyone has this gift. Moving away from not what you're supposed to do, avoiding my mission. Yes. That's not a bad thing. That just to me says like that's a really strong motivator for you. But again, let's go back to the painting a picture of that. What would it look like if you were wasting your positive aspirations, you're wasting your gift, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you're avoiding your mission, what might that picture look like? I would be possibly more stressed out. What would you be doing in your day? I might be back in the animation industry. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, that industry has gone to largely from homework, which is really unfortunate. These amazing amazing incredible people that are involved in the animation industry so many like fantastic cool individuals are not interacting with each other now they're at home Lonely. working from home and that is really sad 
that doesn't suit me at all. I love being in front of people interacting with, with other people. That's not painting a nice picture. That's a dramatic. No, it's not. But we're we're kind of trying to paint a not nice picture at the moment. Because if I'm not putting myself out there to apply for business grants and group shows and creating a body of work and putting out videos or social media, and I'm not moving toward all of that, then I might as well give up and go back to mm-hmm. being stressed out and back in animation and lonely where I'm not interacting with people because... Let's face it, money is a real thing. Yes, it is. And I don't know your financial situation. Maybe you are in a space where you do not have to be a breadwinner. And if you are, awesome. And if you're not, this moving away from motivation can be very powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm right now looking for part-time work. So I don't need to be the full-time breadwinner. I'm like so grateful and fortunate in that respect. I do need to be bringing in something. The pull is there for me to be bringing in something a little more regular. Yeah. Because as as I go through these stages with my business. Do you um, have like benchmarks set? That's not necessarily something that I say you need to do, but just the way that you're talking about it, where you're talking about going through the stages and the levels and all of that. I feel mm. like you have financial goals attached to those. Is that true or no? Ideally, I'd like to be bringing in a couple thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. to contribute to the household and everything. Like I'm contributing my share of stuff, but I really want to contribute more. Yeah. That's that, a motivational um, factor too. So is that moving know, you know, away from or toward? Which one does that land on harder? Well, it feels like it's away from, but it's unnecessary. And I've had to come to terms with not feeling badly about that. Because actually when you look at it in a different way, it's mm-hmm. actually enabling me to be an artist pulling in like finding something that is you know like part-time gig it's going to enable enable me to be i'm all for it if you need a part-time gig to be an artist go get you a part-time gig it's enabling or a grant (laughs) one or the other yeah maybe or both yeah exactly so that's fine so my benchmark would ideally be like about that but i mean anything would be great For me, and this is not going to be the same for everybody, but for me, moving away from not being able to pay the mortgage so that other paycheck can go to X and Y and Z, for me, that would feel like, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or make anyone think that they need to feel how I feel, but like that would make me feel, I don't know, guilty or like I'm not doing enough or like all of those kinds of words, as opposed to for me saying, I want to contribute $10,000 a month. Yeah, that sounds great. But is that as motivating as moving away from not paying mortgage? Not for me. So is does it land on one side of the scale heavier? And I think I already asked that, but I'm just kind of digging a little bit more. It's kind of twofold. Moving away from, I want to say, in a, in the sense that, for me personally, it takes a lot discipline and effort for me to go through these stages that I'm going through with this business of mine. Mm-hmm. So, for sure, it so does, and they so are stages, and they are levels, and we're not just tomorrow going to yeah. start hitting two thousand or three thousand dollars a month. 
Yeah. So we're working toward so, it. If you're being optimistic about it, you're moving towards. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think that's probably the most important way to do is because just so easily we go the other way. <laughs> and the mindset is absolutely everything. You're I agree. Everything. Okay. So we're moving toward yeah. a TED Talk in 2000 a month or more. And we are moving away yeah. from going back to a job where we are lonely and not interacting with people and stressed out. So when you have those two things a little bit more defined, yeah. do you think it becomes, I hope the answer is yes, otherwise this sounds very stupid and we just need to delete this whole episode. <laughs> do you think it's easier to go towards applying for business grants and group shows and even like, let's make it even another step harder. If I said the only thing that is going to make you money is to start applying for festivals right now, would those motivators be strong enough to go do that? Yeah. They would. If, that, if you said that was the only way, then of course, yeah. It's not. But if I said that it was. I know. Okay. So I think then we landed on some pretty good stuff because when we started talking about festivals, we were like, eh, all this tenseness. Yeah showing up yeah and so if you could go do that now i'd say we got some winners okay wrapping this up bringing it to a conclusion yes i would love for you to spend an hour finding some sort of visual that illustrates both sides and Mm -hmm. them up on the wall making a wallpaper for your Mm -hmm. phone Setting a reminder to show up every morning and say, here's what you're moving toward. Here's what you're moving away from. Something that'll keep these factors top of mind. And I'm not saying you need to go like create a whole vision board, although that's fun too. But something that's really (laughs) going to help you look at those when you're feeling stuck and say, never mind, I'm not stuck. I'm taking one step forward. Kind of like a vision board, but not as handy maybe yeah it depends what is going to resonate for you it might take longer than an hour. i just said an hour because i didn't want you to spend the next three weeks on it because there's more important things to do lastly you said i don't know where to spend my time this winter and then you told me all the things you were going to do this winter i'll say them again social media and videos i'm grouping that into one i know that you did not but it's content okay. putting okay. it all okay that's cool Creating a body of work, applying for group shows so that we're still interacting with people and applying mm-hmm. business grants. So those are your top four priorities. Yes. Yeah. Which one's going to get pushed to the wayside first? Oh, probably the applying for art fairs. Okay. Just because I'm still like, I need my body of work, right? I've got three pieces tied up in, in like an online art gallery art or terror. Yeah, okay. and that was that was my first body of work that I started. Really, of the large pieces. That's how young I am as an artist. Really, everything else I have is in like print form, cards and stuff like that, and prints. So I was gonna say, whichever one you're gonna put off first is the one you have to do first. Okay, I need you to start pumping. I know, dude. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you're right. Fifty percent of your time. The second thing you're going to do is go create a calendar and then you don't have to stick to it perfectly. But like a, in my ideal week calendar, I have making this up 
20 hours a week. 10 of them are going to be spent on art. I prefer to work in five-hour chunks. That means Monday and Tuesday is studio day. Wednesday is social media video day. Thursday is group show day. Friday is applying for business grants day. Whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to stick to it. But I want you to see some sort of visual of I need to be prioritizing these four things. And half of that time needs to be art. At this point, hell yeah. You know, I've been pulled away by so much just getting, that's one of my problems, getting bogged down by other tasks and then not being able to get to it. One thing that's worked the best for me, and I've tried 100,000 different things is I don't schedule my time before 10 a.m. 98% of the time. So those two hours in the morning, if I have to clean the kitchen, God forbid, or I have to X, Y, Z, I can get that done. And then it's what I want to do time, which is it's not my art business, but it's my artist marketing business. There we go. You could try that. Another thing that I've done is I use this planner that I created for clients. And one of the things in there, you may have seen this somewhere else, is there's a, and I didn't do it exactly like this in the planner, but there's a grid where you've got important and urgent, important and not urgent, not important, not urgent, et cetera. One of the things that I write down in the morning is what are my important and urgent tasks? And a lot of times I won't do anything before 10 a.m. because that's like my me time. I have in the past scheduled from 11 to 12. That is the only time I have to do things that are in the important, urgent category, meaning I need to pay that bill. I need to schedule a doctor's appointment. I need to do this thing for my kid. Like all those things that tend to take over. And then you only have an hour long slot. You check off as many as you can. And then you, the rest yeah. go to tomorrow because those will take over faster than anything. So true. So a couple That's of good. different ways yeah. you could do it, but starting to really prioritize those four things that we said were important. Yeah. Okay. What's your homework? Repeat back to me. Number one is, <laughs> is uh, creating the body of work. It's sort of at the same level as uh, applying for the business grant, the the Mm -hmm. work grant. Like that's like so hugely important. So those two are like neck and neck priority. Yep. Different, very different in nature, but. Very different in nature, but also one, they, no, not one supports the other. They support each other. Yeah. Yes. And then also some sort of visual or reminder of your moving away from and moving toward so that when we get stuck, whether it's I don't know how or that sounds scary, we can do it anyway. Third thing was creating some sort of calendar of how we're going to organize our time so that we get those things done. They're all related. So the calendar is huge, though. Yeah. The calendar and the motivator feel like you could have those done by tomorrow. And then we move into the important stuff. I feel like you're right. Again. So thanks for that boost. I appreciate that. So where can people go to find your work or your newsletter or where do you want people to find you? I do have a website. It's PamelaPolankoArt.com. 
Let's spell it. P-A-M-E-L-A-P-A-U-L-E-N-K-O. Yeah, P-A-U-L-E-N-K-O. That's my last name, the PamelaPalencoArt.com. I know it's a bit of a handle. That's okay. That's my website that has links to Artera, where I've got three pieces of large work and links for prints and some other original. And then I have Instagram where I am at Hammerzam, P-A-M-M-E-R-Z-A-M. Perfect. Yeah. And my logo is this cute little yellow fish. on. I, on I remember the fish. I love the fish. All right, Pam. Yeah. This was fun. I expect yes, an update by the end of the week. End of the week. All right. I okay. said tomorrow, but I'm I'm giving you some grace and I'm saying update by the end of the week so we can see where we've landed by then. Okay. Very kind. Yeah. Very kind. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much and for the for support emotionally and mentally and every everything in every way. Love you. Wow. Thank you. So much. <laughs> And we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thanks so much, Jessica. Bye.